Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. During the last election in 2018, voter turnout in Northumberland varied widely. In Brighton, there was nearly a 60% turnout. That is huge. And it is way over the average turnout. For municipalities the size of Brighton, the Association of Municipalities of Ontario says it is usually 45% of eligible voters. Down at the bottom of the list was Alnwick-Haldeman with 24%. That's half the average. And second to last was Hamilton Township with 28%. Pretty dismal. I was pleased to talk to the municipal clerks of those two townships. They will tell us some pretty important information. You will hear about getting on the voters list. They will explain the various ways you can vote, which starts this week. And they will tell you all the things they are doing to encourage people to vote. Here is that interview. I'm so pleased to have with me today Daphne Livingston, Director of Corporate Services and the Municipal Clerk for the Township of Hamilton, Emily Cartilage, Deputy Clerk and the Records and Information Coordinator for Hamilton Township, and Pat Kempt, Acting Clerk for the Township of Alnwick Haldeman. Welcome to Consider This Northumberland. Thank you. If I want to vote in this election, what is my first step on the path to casting my vote? Daphne, can we start with you? Sure. The first uh, step on the path to casting your vote would to be to ensure that you're on the voters list. So what would that involve? So prior to just recently, you would have uh, we would have encouraged you to go on voterlookup.ca uh, to validate your address and your credentials, just your name and your address, and then we would be able to send you a voter information letter so that you would be able to vote. Pat, if I uh, don't have a computer or don't have access to a computer, how might I be able to get or check if I'm on the voters list? You could call the municipal clerk and we would be able to tell you if you're on the voters list. If you're not on the voters list, then we would be able to add you to the voters list. There's a form you need to fill out and you need to provide us with identification. Now, Daphne, if I'm uh, somebody who thinks I'm on the voters list, I've lived in the township maybe for a while, um, and uh, I'm not receiving any notifications, uh, any literature or information about voting, what would be a trigger to let me know that I might not be on the voters list? So it's always your neighbors, your friends and neighbors and your family members may have received in their mail a voter information letter. So it's a good indicator if you didn't receive one, but everyone else did, that you likely need to contact the town office. We've done a lot of um, public engagement to let everybody know that there is a municipal election, that we are here to support you. The candidates have gone out and let everybody know as well that there is an election taking place. And they're actually asking, are you, have you received a voter information letter? And if not, then they're encouraging them to come to the town office. And then we look you up and we print you off a letter. Pat, if I get 
so far down the path and maybe it's like the day, the last day, October 24th, and I realize, oh my gosh, I, I'm not registered. I can't vote. Is there anything I can do at the last minute on the last day to get on the voters list so I can cast my ballot? Yeah, so you can be added on right up until 8 o'clock the night of the election. So again, you'd have to fill out the form and provide us with identification, and we would give you a PIN number when you came to see us. So right up to the election, you are eligible to be added to the voters list. Daphne, once I'm a registered voter, what's next? So once you're a registered elector and you have your voter information letter, which includes your PIN number, you can log on to the computer. There's a website address and you can use a laptop or a computer. You can use your smartphone. You can enter in that address and along with your credentials or you can phone. So you just use a touchpad phone and you can um, call the number and they will lead you through a scripted ballot process. Pat, if I'm not very good with computers, what other options do I have that would allow me to cast my ballot? So we have two help centers in our municipality, and we have staff that would be willing to help an individual that came in. We would set you up on the computer and assist you. Uh, we don't watch you vote, but we walk you through the steps so that you're able to vote. And, and where are those places located, those help centers? So we have one at the Rosemead Fire Hall and we have one at the Town Hall in Grafton. So I can just drive down, there'll be a staff person there, they'll turn on the computer, they'll walk me through the steps and then just as I'm ready to vote, they'll step away and I, I get to click the mouse and then they'll help, they'll shut it down and I don't have to do any of that stuff then. Is that, is that under, I understand that correctly? That's correct, yes. Now, Daphne, do you have similar places in Hamilton Township that people can use? Yeah, we're really excited this year, actually, because we've expanded our voting help centers. So we will have the availability of the town office all of the time during business hours and up until the 8, um, 8 p.m. on October 24th. But in addition, we've got roving um, help centers. So we are endeavoring to go to Baltimore, Budley, Gores Landing and Harwood throughout the voting period to support those electors that do need the assistance using technology or even how to how to navigate through their um, their PIN number and their voter information letter. You say they're going to be traveling through. Where do I find a schedule that might tell me when they might be in my area? The information will be on your voter information letter. The information is also on our website. And we've, um, with Emily's assistance, we are committed to um, adding additional uh, help centers as required. So if we found out, say, I'm going to I'm going to Baltimore um, Rec Center this Sunday, October 16th, um, and if I find that it's really busy, or if I find people are saying, you know, my friend really wanted to come, but they weren't able to, then we will look at additional dates. And through social media, we'll make sure to get the information out there. Pat, you do you also have the, the voting by phone as well yes, in we Alnwick Haldeman? Yes, we do. And, and could you just describe what somebody might expect would happen if, if they were trying to vote by phone? So on their voter card, it gives them instructions and a telephone number to call. Once they call that number, it walks them through the process that they need to take. They will need their birth date and their uh, PIN number. Uh, either one of you, are, is there anybody that can vote by mail? I know that that's sometimes an option in some municipalities. Are either of you offering mail? Pat, you first, are you offering mail? No, we're not this, this election. And Daphne, are you offering mail? 
No, and what's interesting is that both Pat and I and four other municipalities within Northumberland County are all using IntelliVote systems, and IntelliVote system is primarily telephone and internet voting. What What's the rationale for that? Uh, Pat, maybe you could start. Uh, what was your rationale for deciding that you didn't want to do mail this time around? There's a couple of factors. One is the cost. It is cheaper to do the internet and telephone voting. The other one with the looming pandemic, we were concerned about having uh, people come in the office with their mail-in ballots. And it is a much faster process when you use the internet and telephone. Daphne, uh, Pat just described that it's faster. Can you describe uh, how quickly you're able to tabulate votes uh, using the computer and phone method? So it's it's really quite remarkable, as I'm sure you can imagine, that the entire process is um, completely um, automated. So there is no human interaction at all with the um, balloting process. So it is as simple as casting your ballot and then the um, IntelliVote systems um, interface would tabulate at the end at the close of the election. So we don't physically actually touch a ballot. Um, we don't interact at all with the um, electors during the voting process. And then at the other side, it's IntelliVote that through their um, process and their platform, they would automate and, and tally the votes in a completely automated way. I can only imagine some people listening and saying, oh, my God, um, what about fraud? Can, can we guarantee that there's not going to be fraud or there isn't going to be some mix up and my vote's going to get lost or the computer's going to crash or or something like that? Can you what can you say to those listeners? So I'd actually like Emily to uh, to help respond to this, and, and I'll jump in um, by all means as well. But it is something that we have considered. Emily? Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, so in Televote uh, Systems, they have an incredibly robust, um, very secure system. Um, we won't dive into too much about how they, they manage the securities, um, but it is very, very, um, again, it's robust. Um, they've put it through their paces. They run... Uh, trade union, much larger elections than ours. Um, so they do have the securities in place. Uh, there was a presentation um, from the uh, the owner of IntelliVote um, that uh, is available on our, our YouTube channel uh, where they do walk through um, the security that they do have in place um, and the, the mechanism. So you can ensure that your vote from the moment you cast it um, does get counted and, and put into the, the virtual ballot box. Now, Emily, since I'm talking to you, this is a question I also have, and I'm sure listeners do as well. And that is, how private is it when I'm sitting at home with my computer on and, you know, somebody could be leaning over my shoulder, you know, maybe somebody gets my card and, and tries to enter in my information and vote for me. How do we prevent that kind of fraud? So it's, it is tricky when voting from home, so it would be up to the individual voter um, to ensure that they do have the privacy to maintain the privacy of their vote. Um, so if they are voting from home and a family member or, or neighbor or whoever might be with you is hovering over your shoulder, that, that's your right um, to, again, maintain your privacy. And, you know, you're, we encourage you to, oops, uh, we encourage you to, um, to ask them, to, you know, to step aside. Um, in our voting assistance centers um, that we have set up, we do have the privacy screens uh, that'll be in place, and we do have the uh, the tables spaced apart so that you would have that uh, that standard um, historical voting feel. Um, so you can ensure that uh, nobody's walking behind you or going to be able to see see the computer screen when you're at any of our centers as well. 
Speaking of old fashioned, uh, I, I have to ask Pat is, are you offering an old fashioned way with, you know, paper ballots and a box? No, not in this election. Everything will be either internet or telephone. Daphne, are, are, are you guys offering uh, old fashioned ballots and boxes at all? The only thing old fashioned is the layout of the ticking of the boxes on your automated ballot. During the last municipal election, both your municipalities saw very low turnouts. Alnwick Haldeman was at 23.5% of eligible voters. Hamilton Township was just under 28%. What are each of your communities doing to encouraging voting this time around? And Emily, I'm going to start with you. Uh, sure, thank you. So we've we've actually launched a pretty robust uh, communications campaign. So since the uh, pandemic started, uh, we've actually launched the social media page for Hamilton Township. Um, so we um, we do have a uh, very active Facebook page uh, that we are using uh, to its fullest fullest extent during the election period uh, and leading up to it. So on a um, the days that we have our voter assistance centers, for example. We have um, posts scheduled to go out, uh, letting folks know where they are, what the hours are, um, what the purpose of the Voter Assistance Centre is. So whether you need help um, getting set up, we're using technology, uh, the internet is there um, if you have, say, poor, poor reception at your house. Um, but also if you need to get added to the voters list. So all of that is listed in our communications campaign. Uh, we've also gone a step further to have that visible, physical in your face um, um, advertisements in that we have um, we have uh, roadside billboards uh, that we're going to be placed in strategic locations throughout the township along uh, county roads that we've been working with Northumberland County on. Pat, what, what are you doing in Alnwick Haldeman? So similar to what Corhoke is doing, we also, or Hampton, sorry, uh, we also have, uh, are using our sign boards. We've put out information on our website and on social media. Um, we've been also using the can, uh, or the electors, sorry, the candidates. Um, so we've been, every time someone signed up, we asked them to make sure that they contacted the people that they were campaigning to, to make sure they were on the voters list. And if they weren't, how they get a hold of us and how they get added to the voters list. Daphne, all of this sounds fantastic and I, and great efforts uh, to, to make a difference, but What's gonna? What have you done at all, or has your councils done at all to to motivate people to get out? I, th I think the key is, you know, it's great to have all. This, it's very convenient, but what about that motivation to get off your butt or open up your computer or go down to one of the help centers and and cast your ballot? Well, that's really been a challenge throughout, I think, uh, this election. Uh, there's many factors, as you know, um, to whether or not a person chooses to utilize their right to vote. We support it and make it as easy as they can. And um, Emily and I, are uh, we have a primary goal of facilitating a fair um, electoral process. And that's my primary goal. Um, I can't motivate people to um, otherwise, other than to provide that opportunity to them. We have seen the challenges. And I, and I think that since there's been three elections this year, there will be a, some level of voter fatigue. We have the... Um, 
consistent issues that we've had throughout uh, other elections with the voters list being provided by MPAC that will change in 2026 that hopefully will, you know, lessen the frustration that electors feel when they find, you know, even though they went on the, they did that um, form in 2018, that they're frustratingly not on the voters list in uh, 2022. We try as hard as we can um, to cleanse the data that's provided by MPAC. And unfortunately, it isn't perfect. So that is a little bit of a frustration. People are dealing with um, social issues um, in the community until the candidates can really get out there and, and touch their electors to let them know that there are um, opportunities and choices and chances for them to make change at the local level. We are not going to be able to improve that voter turnout. It's so interesting. The Association of Municipal Clerks and Treasurers of Ontario released a report after the 2018 election, and it shows voting rates for municipalities under 10,000 was around 45%. And I, I just I just wonder, are there other factors? Uh, Pat, maybe you can speak to this. Are there other factors? I, I mean, it's really interesting that Daphne was mentioning the, the role of the candidate to offer choice, to offer uh, a selection as being a, a factor. Can you think of any other factors that help inspire people to uh, to get out and vote? I think it's important for the electors to realize that local government is your closest form of government that makes choices that impact you the most. And I know that sometimes people feel that um, what's the sense of voting? However, it's very important. And it's also important to realize that you can make or break whoever sits on the, the council. So um, I agree with Daphne that we need to get more people out to, to vote and we are doing our best to try to encourage them to vote. Emily, I, I, I want to talk a bit about the role of issues in a municipal election because um, if any municipality has a big uh, issue, I'll just take Alnwick Haldeman, if I, if I may. I, I've done a number of interviews with candidates uh, from that municipality. And of course, the Lakeport development is a huge issue, front and center. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's got big plans and big ideas. Does that ignite people or are there other factors that we've missed out on or things that you've thought of that help uh, inspire people to get out and to cast their ballot? Uh, certainly the, the hot topic issues do, do bring people to the polls uh, and get them to cast their ballot. So that's, that's certainly one aspect. Um, I think another <clears throat> aspect to consider too is uh, mayoral races. Um, so in our case, we have an acclamation uh, for our mayor. So um, historically, when you do have um, more than one person running for mayor, you do see a, a, a greater turnout. Also in this report that was issued uh, by the AMCTO, uh, the survey showed that the most popular voting methods are internet and paper, and you guys have, have obviously gone on full 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 force on those two uh, those two methods. Um, what does that mean, though, for a, a particular generation? I, I just wonder to what extent, and I've I've heard this from candidates uh, actually saying that you know they want to go back to paper ballots because they're hearing on the doorstep that paper ballots are are the way to go. Um, how do you respond to those people who might not um, embrace this new technology and these new methods going forward? Daphne, maybe I'll get you to start uh, talking about that, please. 
Sure. I think it has to go down to um, an inherent feeling within an individual, whether or not they're going to utilize their right to vote. So if I'm passionate about voting and if I want to make sure that my voice is heard, I will vote, whether or not it's going to be Internet, telephone, mail or paper. Like, truly, I believe that. Pat, uh, how, how do you respond? I think the one important thing for everybody to realize is with the internet and telephone voting, you can do it from anywhere. So uh, we have a number of snowbirds. When those snowbirds leave, if, they're, if they leave before election day, then they're not able to cast their ballot. This way they can do it from, from where they are down south. And I think it's important for everyone to realize that um, the reason why we've gone with this is to make it more convenient for people, to make it faster when we get the results. And we're always here to assist them. And if I may, uh, Robert, I would like to add um, accessibility needs. This is the best way for anyone with any type of disability to be able to vote in the mo in their most comfortable way. And Emily is actually on our um, accessibility committee. Is there anything you wanted to add about that? Um, it's it's the convenience of it. Um, whether it's the the layout of our voter assistance centers that we make sure. Um, are fully accessible as well. Um, but again, if you know somebody uh, wants to be able to vote from the comfort of their home, then that's that's available to them. Can you describe some of the issues that uh, you as organizers face in trying to make this available for people who have challenges in in voting? and describe maybe some of the ways that you've solved that so that they can feel confident in in going forward? So if, if a elector comes into any of our voters assistance centers, what we did was yet uh, we pre-vetted all of our locations. So we went through and had a had an actual walkthrough um, to identify any any potential issues or risks, but to get an idea of the site as well, um, so that we know what the spacing is, um, so that we can make sure that we have uh, proper aisles and chairs and desk height um, to to accommodate uh, folks who might be using mobility aids. Um, or um, low low vision. Um, so we do have um, external monitors for our voting um, laptops as well, uh, which will allow for bigger font on the screen to help those who might be um, visually impaired. Pat, just to wrap up, where can I go to find out about candidates? So we do have it listed on our website, all the candidates that were certified and under each category, um, it has the list of the candidate and it has their email address and their telephone number. All right. Uh, Daphne, uh, what's uh, Hamilton Township doing to help people find candidate information? Well, it's interesting that you would mention that because there is a Citizens Council candidate meeting this evening. Um, this is October 12th and it sets uh, doors open at 630 at Cold Springs Hall. That would be the prime opportunity for any um, elector within Hamilton Township to see uh, hear firsthand the platform from each of our candidates. In addition, we have information on our websites. Is there anything that you, any of you, I'll go through each of you, anything you I've missed or I, you should, you'd like to mention that can help people be engaged during this municipal election? Uh, I'll start with Emily and go through. Uh, no, I think we've uh, covered all the bases, Robert, but uh, thank you for the opportunity and just uh, really want to encourage folks listening to uh, to get out and vote. Pat, how about you? I just want to remind people, even if you've been on the voters list in the past, to check to make sure you're on the voters list now. 
sometimes it's address changes that um, makes it so that you don't receive your voters card. So please make sure that you're on the voters list. And if you haven't received your card to give the township office a call. And like Emily, I encourage everyone to get out and vote. Daphne, how about you? Just uh, by summarizing that October 14th to the 24th is our voting period in Hamilton Township. You can vote anytime, anywhere. We're here to help you um, get on the voters list or get your voter information letter. And there is a 1-800 number voter helpline that's um, available and set up anytime. Daphne Livingston, Emily Cartledge, Pat Kem, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you for Thanks the opportunity. For that was Daphne Livingston, Director of Corporate Services and Municipal Clerk for the Township of Hamilton, Emily Cartledge, Deputy Clerk and Records and Information Coordinator for Hamilton Township, and Pat Kemp, Acting Clerk of the Township of Alnwick Haldeman. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County so please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.